your headphones uh they're nice and nice and loud cranked up to number 12 i was just informed how are yours and everyone else here is at a six everyone else here is at a six uh anyone that's listening you know i used to laugh and say my friend christine i was gonna support her because she is a uh your doctor <laughs> dr hansen but she moved so if you are in the hearing aid business i'll be reaching out to you i'm 35 so probably in two years no <laughs> The time has come. It's uh, if you want to trade for marketing, no <laughs> trading hearing services. Hearing services. I will do your marketing if you give me free hearing aids. They're no. expensive. I know, but they're getting better. Were they Were they bad? Um. Well, I just saw that you can like three D print them. I was looking at technology mm. and like uh, I was reading a technology article, and one of the things that um came up was that you could print hearing aids. Weird. Like they made them cheaper. They're still electronics, though, right? Yeah. I don't know. Welcome don't to our technology podcast. No. <laughs> Tony, how have you been? I'm good. We're back here. We were here just um as far as us being here, it was just last week, which is fun. So I know. Uh, I put wish, another one here in the can. I wish we could do it every week. I know that's like so unrealistic. Maybe someday. Hmm. But our calendar is already pretty ca- uh, pretty crazy. Yeah. Well, just gotta prioritize, right? Prioritize. We know a thing or two about that. Try to. So Speaking of prioritizing, let's not continue to talk about technology and hearing aids. That's the old lady podcast. Um, Just love my grandma era. <laughs> live it up. So special guest today. And I would I would venture to guess. <clears throat> I'm going to let you do the full intro. But I would venture to guess that we could introduce this man just by his first name. Yes. And it, it, in this industry, people know when you say... When you say the first name, Thomas, it's like, a, like Thomas. Madonna. It's like right? Thomas. Thomas. Talk to Thomas. Yeah. I got to call Thomas. They know, right? Yes. But we're not just going to say Thomas today because you have like a really cool last name that I'm not going to butcher. Suamani Day. Close? You're right. You didn't butcher it. Did it. Yes. yes. Thomas. Thank You're always you. Thomas. And it's funny because sometimes I want to like abbreviate it and call you T or like give you a nickname because I feel like we have a pretty close relationship. And I'm like, no, nah, it just doesn't fit. You're Thomas. Mm-hmm. Like, Tom? It, yeah. No. No. <laughs> no. But I have heard people call you Tom. I, I've been called both. Who? Did someone at the shop call you Tom? A couple of the guys. Yeah, I was going to say because I feel like I've even <laughs> just been once. there. Just once. And I'm One like, time, that's it. kind of just like looking Short at it and I'm leash. like, what are you? No, it's Thomas. <laughs> it's- it, in my professional life, it's it's become my given name, right? Uh, early on when I was uh, in sales and I worked around Ron and Bob and John and Scott, when a phone call would come in, the person answering the phone wouldn't always get it to the right person. Mm. They're routing the call to Bob when someone asked for Tom or they there you go. to John. Oh, yeah. And so early on, I went up to the, the receptionist. I said, do me a favor, if you would. I said, make sure to address me as Thomas. I said, I'm going to do the same thing on my level with the customers. And if you would go ahead and when you page out or you send a call or route that, send it to Thomas. Because we didn't have a Robus, a Jonas, or anything else, right? So I was like, just make me Thomas. Yep. It's my given name. It's on my birth certificate. Let's go ahead and use that. And so in a professional capacity, I've always, you know, kind of leaned towards Thomas so that it would designate me as who I was. And there was no confusion amongst the Rons, the Bobs, the Johns, the Scots, that kind of a thing. So. I freaking love that. A Ramus. Ramus. Hey, you, you got to make it happen, right? And That's you're, clever. You're, you're right. Just the little things like that. You're you're thinking how this affects. And I, I love that you mentioned that because so it, it's going to come up again. The little details we're yeah. going to be talking about in marketing and how it matters. I, I needed brand recognition. That's Absolutely. right. Okay. And, and I love that. So I what I needed to achieve was... Toma of my name, right? I like it. Oh not Toma. I get not it. Toma. I get it Toma. now. So, so that was that was really key to me is, is to have some separation uh, amongst, you know, everybody amongst my peers to where when the customers came in, they were dealing with me specifically. 
So should uh-huh. we just keep talking about personal brands? I love this. Yeah. Well, I do want to, I don't want to steal your question. Well, fair. And, and we, this is interesting because we, we have the person in the room, but I want to say one more thing. Thomas, yes. Thomas from Bulldog. That's the other way we know you. We're talking about Thomas from Bulldog. Right and here's the now. other we thing. Never even, again, we just assume everyone knows, right? And also, it's just Thomas a Bulldog. There's just like no, like that's just a, it's just hey. Thomas a Bulldog. Hey, Thomas I-Y-K, a Bulldog Rooter. Right? Yes. Um, so, so we know you as Thomas. Most people know you, it's Thomas or it's Thomas from Bulldog. Question is though, enter a room, party, whatever it may be. How does your wife introduce you? Well, that depends on what kind of, uh, you know, it, <laughs> that could depend on the party. Oh my. Yes. Uh, that could depend on, you know, how long has it been since I last uh, said something that might've upset her. Uh, okay. but for the most part, I'm, I'm Tom to her. And oh. when she's, oh. when she's speaking to everyone else. Yeah. Look at so that. as I mentioned on the professional level, it's Thomas, uh, growing up. Okay. My dad is a Tom, not oh. a Thomas at all. Uh, when he immigrated over to the country, uh, he adopted the name Tom. And so, uh, as opposed to his, his given tie name. And so he was always Tom. And so growing up, I was Tom Jr. Or Tommy, okay. which cute. I despise. So <laughs> don't even so go there. Cute. I get that. Okay. I, Just don't, Tony, right? They're like, oh, coffee for Tommy. And you're like, no. no. Right. So, so I, I always wanted to have separation from Tommy. Never liked that. Uh, was referred to as Tom Jr. Or Jr. Uh, in my dad's business growing up, you know, all the customers... They identified him as Tom and me as Junior awesome. or me as Tom Junior. So uh, I grew up Tom and, and through school and everyone who knew me. And and then once again, once it mattered, uh, I was like, you know, I better let people know I'm Thomas because, you know, if my paycheck's going to depend on it, I don't want John or Bob or Scott or Ron getting yes, Tom's that's money. Right. So, yeah. Does she say anything else and pretend that Holly's not here? I'm just looking at her right now. It's so, so funny. We always ask this question and I'm like, direct eye contact. Does she say anything else? Like, oh, you know. How does she describe you two? Yeah. To to these, this group of friends? You know, I'm, I'm going to defer that question. I'm not going to answer that. (laughs) (laughs) The main, the main reason why is because typically when she's talking about me, I'm not there. So oh. I'm, I'm going to tell you that, that I honestly don't know how she I describes love me we'll, or refers to me. We'll ask her off the record. No, Maybe she's on like, the no, next no. podcast, she <laughs> yes. can be your guest and you can refer some of those questions over to her. her I'm going gonna, gonna to run through some of your titles that I know you as. Okay. Um, so first and foremost, dad, you've okay. got a set of twins and yes. your youngest. Yes. Who's 13 on Friday. It's crazy. Happy yeah. early birthday. Yep. Um, I, I know you as a coach. I have, yeah. Yep. Um, uh, as a salesperson. Uh-huh. Uh, as a marketing manager. I've done that. As a general manager. In a general sense. As a friend. Yeah, that's very friendly of you to say so. <laughs> and gosh, what other, what else could I sneak in there? I don't know. I didn't write no, these down ahead of time. I was just thinking, like, there you wear a lot of hats when a lot I of hats. think of you and I think about titles. And I love that Tony kind of came up with this idea to be like, well, how else do we introduce you? I just don't want to come on and be like, oh, this is Thomas from Bulldog. Yeah, well, and, and I appreciate that. And I, I'm so much more than just that, right? Yeah. Uh, and I, I've been many things prior to, and I've become other things since. And, you know, I mean, as people, we evolve, right? I mean, uh, we're, we're born one way and, and we grow to be another and we die that, you know, another way altogether. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So we never stop changing, uh, never stop growing. I mean, as evidence, right, right here. Uh, <laughs> Points it, to the, the mid Yeah, <laughs> I mean, so <laughs> we're constantly changing. And so I just, I, I embrace change and, you know, change is, is part of what drives us forward. Uh, if we never had to change or adapt, then we would just plant roots and, and we'd be, you know, we, we'd grow until we got to a certain height and we'd die. Yeah. Sounds and that's, boring. It, it, that's, that's, it doesn't, it doesn't meet what I view as achievements in life because every day you need to put one foot forward in front of the other. And, and by doing so, you don't always change yourself, but you change your environment. Mm-hmm. And so no matter what, you're going to have to adapt Mm-hmm. Or die. Adapt or die, baby. That's yeah. right. Yeah. And your current title, you you are the general manager I am. of Bulldog Rudy. You oversee a whole crew. How yes. many guys do you have right now? Well, we're we're 35 people right now. Uh, but that's combined. We have a second company too, a sister company. Yeah. And and so, you know, and we have some shared employees between the two. But uh so yeah, I mean on on the daily, I I in a general sense manage both of those. Awesome. So. And and we've known you as a 
as a GM in the past role too. Was that, was that your title at the uh, the automotive place as well? Well, what right. my title was versus what my what my duties were were completely different. Ah, uh, I see. Um, yes. I was I was named the sales manager and the finance manager, but ultimately I I did generally manage it. Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, that's in, what we in saw. a lot of aspects. I mean, from the detail department out to the sales and the, the finance. Uh, and nothing to do with service. I never wanted to get into those guys' uh, arena. But uh, yeah, so so I, I oversaw a lot of the dealerships' daily operations and, and activities, and I spearheaded the marketing efforts when you did. there weren't any um, yes. as we went through a big transitional period. And, you know, that was kind of crazy going from a, a bigger and, and, uh, and new car branded franchise and then breaking off and then going to solely independent and having to actually create a brand and create some yeah. enthusiasm behind the brand in a highly competitive market, uh, you know, yeah. as we know in this town with yep. automotive, uh, it's cutthroat and, and it's the, it's the money game who can throw money out more money out there to, to get the customer. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes that was the, the difference. And so I worked on a limited budget, as you know, <laughs> Tony, I, I think I was scraping together change out of the back of cars that we were detailing or whatever to try yeah. to come up with something to market <laughs> with. Well, the, the thing I loved about that is we, because of your involvement and interest in the marketing, you mm-hmm. know, regardless of the title, like you had that drive to be not just do the marketing because it was, you know, someone asked you to. Like it was you, needed. You, you had a passion for that marketing too. That was my is take, needed. Right? Absolutely. You we we talked a lot about at that time. We talked a lot of ideas that were marketing, but also kind of culture related. Yes. There was a lot of talk about how you wanted to utilize the marketing to enhance the culture and tell a story, and then. Ultimately, we we would hope that the whole thing could come, you know, internally as well. But right. what's um, what what's been the drive for you to be so interested and involved in marketing at these different places? Well, you know, I, I suppose the the passe approach is is you know you open a business and and you unlock the doors and then you wait for everyone to come in, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that's not how it works. That, that, it would be <laughs> wonderful if it was, right? Yeah. Uh, but when you get into these different markets, and of course different markets have different levels of competition, right? Uh, and if you can find a market where you are the only game, then you probably don't have to market very much. That, that's the way that I see it. If, yeah. if you're the only mm-hmm. game in town, then you need minimal marketing. You just need to get the word out a little bit and, and things will trickle in, you'll be fine. Yeah. When you're in a, in a competitive landscape, uh, like where, where my start in marketing and buying and everything else came from on the automotive side. The most, I'd say probably one of the most It's gotta be a top two or three, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, on the automotive side, I think that was good training grounds for me to really see, okay, well, you know, here's my pennies and, and what can I do against yeah. their dollars over there? And, and so I, I think it had to be a creative approach, you know, uh, to where the creative could maybe get you more effect than your dollars could. Sure. Yeah. Right. Because if you have a limited budget, you better make sure that whatever minimal mis- message you get out there, it better be tenfold impactful. That's right. Uh, and, and so, that, that's really, I think, the best thing that I could have learned was early on. It's like, well, if you're going to be effective and you don't have a budget, what's the smartest way, the most strategic way to approach that? Absolutely. Uh, that's really where, you know, teaming up with Tony and the team at the woodshop early on. And I think I was one of your early clients. You were early on. Absolutely. I mean, I had to be yeah. somewhere early in that book of business for yeah. you. And it was great because the timing couldn't have been better because here I was in my infancy and in buying and needs and here you were in your infancy of, of really the upstart of, you know, well, I guess we're going to do an agency. Okay. And then like you guys, right, you, you unlock the door and you waited for people to come in. Let's go, baby. Yeah. And, uh, and then randomly, you know, here I am. Hello, Tony Baird. I'd like to have you. And you're like, uh, okay, I'll be by, you know. And so yep. it was really cool how it all kind of came about. And, uh, you know, I, I, was, I was very enthusiastic about it early on thinking, okay, this is great because someone's going to be here to help prop me up, right? I'm not yes. just going out alone. Because I was doing direct buy on all on my own. Yeah. Right? And You've I got relationships with... All over the place. All over. KHQ everywhere. and Kremlin, yeah. I mean, All the local stations and, and then working working through other mediums, you know, uh, to, to really kind of get us a, an online presence. And I mean, I, I didn't know what I was doing. I was just like, okay, well, I could afford a little bit of that. Mm, I'll take a crouton. I'll, I'll, have, I'll have an <laughs> olive. You know, I couldn't have the whole salad bar. It was yeah. just like, well, pick and choose those two or three items. Sometimes I'd pick one up and it ended up being a garbanzo bean. I was like, you're kidding me. <laughs> what? Right? I love this analogy. I mean, those are the worst yes. things to pick up if you're not planning on it. So, <laughs> so I really had to kind of go down that salad bar uh, of choices and say, okay, 
this is all I can afford. What's the best thing I can do with the dollars or the pennies that I have? And, mm -hmm. and you know, I rubbed two pennies together and Tony would come back with a nickels or a dime's worth of, of value for me. I was like, wow. It's like a magic lamp, you know. <laughs> yeah, like this is well, cool. We gotta manage these expectations. And, 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 <laughs> well, and, and what it was is because when I was spending the dollars, I was only getting two pennies worth for my two pennies. Yeah. And the great idea that Tony brought was, hey, you know, we can kind of do this all-encompassing, uh, you know, approach. We can not only do some advertising, but we'll do some internal branding. We'll yeah. we'll get some pop-up banners. We'll change some color schemes. We'll create an image. We'll create a brand. And that was really, I mean, that was really the jumping off point, I would say, for for that dealership at that time, mm -hmm. uh, because we really went from a, a busy franchise dealer to a not known at all, brand new, renamed independent. Mm -hmm. and, and we had to do something to let everyone know we were out there. Yeah. And, and I was really... I was pulling at the purse strings, right? And ownership was like, oh, no, you know, we, we don't need to do that. And I was like, well, then we're just going to sit here and not let the phone ring? Or, right. or you know, what's the plan? Uh, and, and it was really for the benefit of not only myself, but everyone in that dealership to yeah. say, hey, we have families that come in and work every day because they're providing for them, you know, their, their, their home life. Yeah. So we can't just sit here and die on the vine. You know, if you're going to be if you're going to be that grape, let's pick it when it's ripe and not let it sit there and turn to a raisin before anyone ever gets a chance to enjoy it. Mm -hmm. And so that was really that was really key. Yeah, that was a, that was How a great long time. were you there for? I was there for 15 years. Shut the front door. I did on the way in. Wait, <laughs> yeah. yeah, 15. Yeah, no At, way. But between the new. And the and then the yeah, yeah between the like the switch yeah. of the okay. name yeah from yeah. day one all Crazy. the way through uh, the transition and everything else. I just remember it was like my second week. I don't know. It was pretty soon to joining the team. Cracking cold. That ones. yeah. <laughs> that Tony was like, "Hey, jump in the car. We're going out here." And I was like, "Okay." <laughs> and, and oh, you had that's right. You, he just brought you by, and you're like, "Oh yeah, this is your account now." Yeah, here you go. By the way. <laughs> And that was when we first started working together. Yeah. And then now it was here much the same are. for me. I was like, well, who's this that Tony just brought in? I know. Dropped at my desk. Who's this lady? Yeah. I was like, that's not Tony. This broad. <laughs> no, yeah. no, no. I yeah. try. I try. Look and now every year I get a Christmas too. card from him thanking me no. for not having to look at me every day. Yeah. And Andrea getting to come by. Getting by to harass him and blast Metallica in his office. Well, the, the fun <laughs> thing about that, though, is, like you said, there was there was this... We talked a lot about culture then. It was this idea of we want to put a message out to the public, but also try to reinvigorate inside the building, too. Right. And um, I, I, I totally should have looked it up, but... I should have refreshed on it, but it was, um, it was a new brand promise, mm -hmm. right? It was this yes. idea of a brand yes. promise and... Um, really tacking, tacking on kind of this more tangible piece of why would you consider it was this location? A, yeah, it was a nice value proposition that was uh, the the value proposition was kind of entwined into the the rebrand. Yeah, mm -hmm. and, and so it wasn't just a, a new name or new color scheme or anything else like that. It was it was that in addition to part of that key, uh, you know, that key component was was the the added value, the value proposition within. Yeah the rebrand. Yeah. And it's, it wasn't just like, Oh, here's a new name. This is the, this is a, a new place with a different approach. And by the way, these are some of those advantages. Yeah. Which it was keyed in that that was, it was the blank advantage. That's right. Yeah. That's I was right. going to say, it's coming back to me too. Yes. <laughs> and so it was, it was the rebrand and then, and then below that was advantage. And then you had your key points. There were the below three points. Yep. That, that were your, your value props. And, yeah. and it really made it to where, Oh, you know, I mean, before they even had to, they didn't have to log onto the website. They didn't have to stop in. All they had to do was see that, that brand and, and part of that brand involved the added values of mm -hmm. why you would want to go there. And so, you know, that's the thing is when you're in a, in a marketing landscape, I believe that if all you're going to do is advertise what you do, which is the same thing that everyone else does, mm -hmm. then there's, you're wasting your dollars. Absolutely. People already know that you do that. They already yeah. know that you sell cars. Yeah. They know you want to make money on them. They know that you're in their mind not going to give enough for their trade in. That's no different than, <laughs> that's, that's no different than XYZ motors, ABC motors or anywhere in between. Yeah. And so, you know, why do I call business XYZ or ABC? Mm -hmm. The reason why is because what's underlying is either the people, 
the experience, the added values that they get. Something has to separate you. And yes. if you're going to be marketing, don't market that, hey, we're a cereal company and we sell cereal. Hey, <laughs> we're it. a cereal company and we sell a nutritional cereal. We're With a free we're, spoon. You're right. No. You know, we don't give you free toys. We give you free passes to Disneyland. Whatever they're going to do. I'll buy that cereal. But you have to have <laughs> something that separates you. And I believe that wholly. Uh, that it, yes. It's not just, hey, this is the market we're in. And we do exactly what the market says. You have to say, this is the market in that we're in. And this is why we're different or better. USP, baby. Right? Unique selling proposition. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's talk about today. Today. And where we are now over at Bulldog Brooder. A lot's (laughs) happened since you've joined the team there. It has. In in a little over four years' time, it's been been tremendous, (laughs) tremendous growth. Where does the time go? That's buck wild. So, yeah. Amazing differences. Um, you guys moved. We did move. We moved to, um, well, from a 4,000 square foot facility that we were uh, renting. And then we, we scaled up and went out to uh, the business park and uh, actually picked up a 20,000 square foot facility. So, it's freaking huge. So we've grown five times in facility and, and darn near the same amount in revenue in four years. That's so fantastic. So it's, it's been a... It's it's been an incredible trajectory that we've it's been like a rocket ship. You guys should be so proud. And, uh, it, it, yeah, ultra proud. And and to think of the the humble beginnings, right? Uh, this is a business that started out of the back room uh, of a house, right? I mean, this was his house, and he had one back room, a back office, uh, so to speak, that he he turned into the business. And started operating out of there with one man and one van. And it was a sideshow. Yeah. One man, one van. Yeah. You know, I, so I knew Butch. Early. 15, like how, how long is he? Is 07. It, May of 07 was when he fired up. Okay. So I, I got started in the business fall of 07. Mm-hmm. And so 08, 09 probably would have been when I met him. And I remember driving down a dirt alley. Yes. Behind <laughs> his yes. house. Yep. To, to go meet him. To meet him. And we were just getting his original radio campaign set up. Yes. And it was so fantastic because he was he was a he was a chuck in a truck. He yep. was a guy, yep. you know, I know what to do and I know how to fix stuff and let's That's make a what business I know. out of it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. A chuck on a truck. Yeah. I love that saying. Yeah. It was well, and I bet you since you were early on in the business and you went and called on that account, you were probably thinking that that they were just treating you like the FNG and you're you probably thought they sent you to a bad account, huh? No way. Like, I oh, called man. Oh, they didn't give me a are you kidding me? They handed me the phone book. When, yeah, when here Butch you go. said <laughs> find somebody. When Butch <laughs> says I'll take your call, and actually it was uh gosh, there was the older guy that, Rick. Rick that ran the front desk. He's like, Yeah, I'll get you, let's come on in. I was like, You bet. And what? Heck yeah, You're I'm there. Yeah. And Rick is still with us today. Yeah, at, he is. At 80 years old. When we had lunch there, I guess that was six months ago or something, but I, I remember seeing him there when you did that prime yeah. rib lunch. Yeah. Rick is so sweet. Rick is top oh notch. Oh my gosh, and now, and what a great A human. The, the great story about him is when I came in there, you know, the first thing I wanted to do was identify who's who, right? Uh, what strengths does each person have? And, and are they matched up with what their strengths are, right? Mm. One of my strengths, I believe, as 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 someone who who manages and, and oversees, is identifying key strengths, and then finding areas where those could be best, you know, used and, and utilized within the business. The first thing that I noticed about Rick is uh, we had him back in the in the office, and he's back there as a bean counter. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, you know, that's okay, but I knew his I, I knew his personality, right? I started keying in on things. And him and I were both old old car guys. He was out of the car business okay. too. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Okay. Yeah. So he cut his teeth in the car business and as a retiree ended up finding the job working for but he just wanted something kind of part-time Sure. Him, right. Uh and, and I identified the fact that he's a pretty valuable asset that's not being used in the right manner. I was like, you should have a, a true bean counter counting beans. Mm-hmm. But this guy needs to be out talking to people. Meeting people and and being a, a good representative of who we are and and, and how we operate, and so I, I I went in and I kind of took his job away from him and said this is what you're gonna you know be doing this is your new role. He looked like a kid, a little kid. His eyes lit up. Oh, so and he started fantastic. smiling. He goes, "Whatever you need, Thomas." And I could just tell that he was he was he was amped up about taking that job on. 
And so I put him in outside sales and, and said, hey, you know, you're, you're going to be an account manager. You're going to go out and visit our major accounts. Awesome. You're going to service those accounts. You're going to come in and say oh, hi. So you're going to make sure everything is good. You're going to look for new accounts. He goes, I love it. And he's, he's thrived at that position. And I think it's actually made him a little bit younger being out there and moving around and having to, you know, go out and shake hands with people. And it's been great. And he's actually gotten us a lot of key accounts and, and helped us and grow the business. So That's just awesome. as I had hoped. And I, I think that we we kind of rejuvenated his his excitement for for being out there and, and interacting with people. He's you know? so cute. I just yeah, I adore He's him. Great people. He really is. Yep. And what a great warm, um, friendly, like just genuine. He's person. a genuine. Yeah, I was just gonna say, especially that, for like someone like when you're first interacting with a brand. What a fantastic person. Yes. and I believe to that. have make that first connection. If they had him on the front of the Titanic, then then it never would have gone down. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I, I love that idea of, of you jumping in and kind of assessing, you know, getting a little away from marketing here, but this, I want to talk about it, assessing people and, and kind of yeah. helping find their place. Where did that come from for you? Like, where did you learn to look around like that? So I've always had a pretty keen uh, eye for, for just people and their strengths. You know, I can just identify that within people. And it, I mean, I've, I don't know. Honestly, it probably came from my upbringing in, in the restaurant and the family business. Uh, at, a, at a young age, I was born into it, right? So I didn't have any choice but to be a, a product of my environment. Sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, in an Asian home, I, I guarantee you, as soon as you're able to do anything, you're going to do something. Yes. That's, it's, there's no rule written. No question. But there doesn't have to be. <laughs> like right? it just it's, is. That it is what is it is. What it is right? And so uh, as soon as I was able to do anything around the restaurant, I was expected to do so. And so I was in the guts of the operation every day, uh, you know, uh, working alongside dad, helping things, uh, you know, move along. Like sweeping floors? Like, what are you talking about? Anything and everything. Okay. If it needed to be done, it got done. There was no pride brought into that. Okay. You cannot bring your pride to the table when you are in an Asian home. You do whatever the heck is told you and you do it gladly uh, without question, Right. So anything and everything, and as you get older, you take on larger responsibilities, right? Um, but what I was seeing and what I was kind of learning by being enveloped in that was my dad's management and what he had to do to oversee his people to keep the business running, uh, watching timelines and benchmarks of, okay, this is what we need to achieve in order to stay afloat okay, or yeah. make payroll or pay for the next order, right? And so... It, it was really, I think it started there at that young age. And then by the time I was through and out of high school, uh, one of my first jobs was across the street, down the block, uh, managing a restaurant. At no a young way. Age. Yeah. Well, uh, what was the restaurant? Pizza Hut. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What year, what year was that? Uh, that started in uh, in ninety late 94, okay. uh, which is, I, I graduated in 94. Oh, and God. it was late 94 in the fall. Shut up. And that's uh, so I, I just, I, you know, I was like, hey, I just need a quick job. You know, what am I going to do? I was 18 years old. I mean, who cares, right? You get a few bucks in your pocket. So I was like, yeah. well, maybe I'll just go deliver some pizzas. Well, I show up and I deliver some pizzas for a week or two and I was making pretty good money. And they're like, hey, we need someone to cook. I was like, yeah, but I'll lose money if I do that. Okay, I'll fill in a little bit. And I started doing that. About a week later, they're like, hey, I need someone who can, okay, I'll do that. Well, they found out that everything that they put me into, I'd already had some sort of exposure to or already yeah. understood. And they're like, well, yeah. you know, for being a young guy, you're, I'm like, yeah, I grew up in a restaurant. Well, next thing you know, the big regional guy comes in. He's like, oh, hey, you know, you need to do this. And I'm like, okay. And so next thing you know, I'm managing the damn place. And I was like, okay, you know, here we go. But I was I was their youngest manager in the whole circuit. And and I was out there managing a, a restaurant and watching the P&L and watching labor yields and food costs and that's yeah, awesome. Was how, kind and of the, how old were you then? Like, I, I was uh, I was eighteen. Just a baby. Yeah. Um, I feel like you you're Pizza Hut. That Pizza Hut was the first time I saw P and L too. Yeah. I worked there five years from <laughs> high school through college. Yep. And left there when I went to the radio station. My boyfriend worked at Domino's. Sorry, competitor. Boo. No. <laughs> Which we see a lot of Domino's. I'm going to circle back to that question, but he managed a Domino's too, right out of high school. Maybe there's just some like secret success like It's probably thing in there. the yeast. Like it, it could be the yeast in the dough, you know. Yep. Um, These successful people yeah. you start in high school yeah. managing a pizza place. Yeah. Well, it, I freaking the, love it. Here's the thing though a lot of people always talk about well what kind of experience do you have and what kind of education do you have well a lot of things that are overlooked is probably the pre right 
uh, what happened before college? What happened before your work experience? In high school. Where did it, where did it come from? And I think that the big key to a lot of people's successes are going to come out of what their youth brought them. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, at at 14 years old, if you're out there raking up leaves and Mm -hmm. and you're mowing lawns or you're doing whatever, delivering newspapers, whatever people did or, or will do. A lot of that builds your character for what you're going to end up needing yeah. in the later things Absolutely. in life. What you're learning at 18 and 20, you're already the person that you are. Ha, yes. And so if you were, sorry to say it, but if, if you weren't worth anything, right, yeah. to begin with, you're not going to be worth something now that you're educated. Mm. I, that makes no difference. It's hard now to... Now all you are is an educated, lazy person. Who doesn't say, understand. It's hard to teach that. You, oh, no, and that's even more dangerous. Yeah. That's even more dangerous. Yeah. You don't want someone who's so smart that they think that they deserve something because they know True. something. You deserve something because you did something, you not because it. you know something. There's a lot of all-knowing people who don't deserve anything yes, because they're are. not willing to do one ounce of the effort in the order work. to get those rewards. And so I, I believe that you can teach people a skill yeah. But you, you can't teach someone to be a good human being. That's mm. that's something that's it's already yeah. there or not. Uh, and really, I've taken that in the business as, you know, we now hire based upon character and, and quality of person. We don't hire based upon your experience on the resume. We have talked a lot about that, too. And it's just like there's some things. Yeah, it's very helpful if you have that skill, but what is their, what is their character? What are they like? Can we, can we just train them the skill? Cause there are some of those things you just can't really train. Well, and, and that's the thing is everything that we have in, in society, in our marketplace that, you know, people buy, right? If you're buying a service, you're buying a skill set that somebody has, all of that has been trained. Mm -hmm. Nobody's born a carpenter. Right. Okay. Nobody's born. Uh, no. Nobody's born a, a natural. You know, in in advertising and marketing. Nobody's yeah. born a, a, a industry executive of any kind. Nobody's born anything, other than a human. Mm-hmm. Between the time you're born until the time you're raised, that's what kind of a human you're going to become. What what you're molded to be. Yeah. And then the education comes later. Everything that you or I or anyone around us does, is a learned skill. Yeah. So everything can be trained. Now, not every person can be trained to do every job. But everything that needs to be done can be trained within every industry. And I believe that wholeheartedly. Yeah. Uh, so so I've gone away from that. Now, obviously, there's, if you're going to be a brain surgeon, you should probably get a little <laughs> And not everyone's going to qualify. Yes, please. But, please. but I, I do believe that, I do believe a lot of people put more, more weight on someone's experience in a job than they do on their experience in life. And you practice that. You're both, yours and Butch's sons were working at the shop. Yes, and then, gosh, Jasmine started working too, babysitting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I love that. I, you know, I don't obviously I don't have kids, but I just really you can have mine whenever you want to borrow. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it would be more like hanging out, <laughs> not parenting, uh, par- parentaling. But it's I, I definitely really admire and respect that because it's not something that you see and and someone who had to always just work from the guest. Like you want right. that? Great, go babysit, go yeah. mow the lawn. Go I'm like, yep. okay, I'll go get it. So um, you're you're hiring guys though. So how how does that show up for you when there's a lot? And again, here we go away from marketing, but this comes up all the time. <laughs> there's a lot of talk about young people. I'm using the air quotes, right? And there's yeah. there's this idea of what you get out of the workforce. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> <laughs> so how does that show up for you? How do you go about finding those character traits? Well. Uh, a lot of it really comes through, and, and we try to get past, you know, everything now everybody wants to do a Zoom interview, and, and they want to email over a resume and a couple, whatever steps that people might think is protocol now. Mm-hmm. I believe in old school. I believe in meeting in person. I believe in energy. You're going to pick that up off of somebody. Uh, people can can write you a bill of goods, but it's going to show it's going to show through in, in their actions and in, in their voice and in how they look at and interact with you. Yes, uh, whether or not that's genuine or not. So we do believe very heavily in meeting people up front mm-hmm. uh, and then discussing things from there. Because if you're not a good fit, once again, as a person and an individual, then regardless of how good of a skill set mm-hmm. you have, you're not gonna you're not gonna fit into the fold uh, of what we have. Uh, one of my major things I wanted to change when I came in was was have uh, an established culture and a, 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 a very open and, and, and inviting environment for the for the workers so that when they came to work, it didn't always feel like work. Uh, and we've achieved that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the last thing I'm going to do is throw any ripples on the pond 
with with what we have now. So that was one of our six, our kind of one of our first successes too that you and I had was the job fair. Uh-huh. Um, and one of my favorite things about working with you because you do have so much marketing experience, um, and you have a lot of great ideas. We collaborate so well. Absolutely. Like I was like, we'll probably we'll get to this. You know, I'm definitely you know it's like I well like I came up with this. And you're like I love this. Let's do this too. And I'm like, God, that's even better. You know, and it just. That working relationship, not only is it super fun, but we're just really able to collaborate and take it further. Um, But with our our job fair, that was, was that during, I think that was during the pandemic. It was right in the middle of the pandemic. And you know what? It probably worked out better than anyone anticipated. It was so Uh, good. But I think that we we got lucky. We found a little bit of open inventory and we were able to snap up on that. Terry, our girl over at Hey girl, what you you got girl? She's like, oh, I I have you covered. And, and, you know, and she's, and she's amazing. She's an amazing partner and it's been awesome to work with. Um, the video of David like blew up just super impactful, right? Like real life stuff and, and, and heartfelt, uh, you know, testimonials to, you know, what kind of life changing, uh, things that, you know, this business and, and our business, this industry and our business have, have really been able to do for him. Um, and it was an all hands on deck thing. I mean, it was your whole family. We were all there. It was like on a Saturday up really early tents, balloons, tables. You were we were touring people around interviewing. We had people from competitors. We had people <laughs> who had no experience. Yes. And I do think a big part of that, too, with the radio, which I appreciate you and I both are very like talk straight people like. Yep. No bullshit. Pun intended. That's it. Um, just, you know, like, hey, we're just like, hey, this is it. This is it. And we were like, here's how much you can earn. This is what we're willing to do. Here's the thing. Show up in person. Don't know freaking online thing. And it works so well. I wish we could have. We tried to duplicate that for a few different clients because everyone was trying to hire and it just wasn't as successful. Yeah. Um, But that was... That was really fun. Yeah, that and was some of those guys are still. I still have, I still have many people from from that uh, hiring event. Yeah, that's awesome. That's so fun. Yeah, that's... and and they've grown with us. You know, that's the thing is, they they came in and they did what they needed to do, and by doing so, you know, we we told them what could happen if they did, and we've seen it through. You know, there's been a lot of personal and professional development that's happened. Love that. And to see, you know, guys come in and then. A year later, they're like, oh, hey, you know, I was able to get a, get a new truck. And then yeah. two years later, they're like, hey, I just bought a house. And I'm like, at this market, at the peak of, oh, yeah, no big deal. I got it. <laughs> you know, I mean, just to see these life achievements happen, right? You know, or, hey, we're finally going to have a kid. We, we figured it out. And we can afford it now. You know, I mean, to hear those things, you're like, all right. That's you special. Know, we're That's doing very something. very special. You know, we're doing something. We're not just coming to work, right? Yeah. We're, we're coming in and we're creating opportunities. And, and that's my job, right? It's my job to create opportunities, it's their job to take those and, and seize those opportunities and, and maximize uh, what they can out of them. And, and our people are, are wonderful at, at, you know, seeing an opportunity and going after it and, and making the most out of those opportunities that are presented. So, um, you know, that, that's really our job. And, and our, our people do a good job of, of their, their end, which is taking advantage of any opportunities that come across their way. Yeah. And a little bit um, back on the culture piece, too, with that. Uh, your guys's brand in general, I feel like it just aligns so well with the personalities and the culture of the right. team of us. Yeah. And that also just makes the marketing like so fun. <laughs> well, it, it, the thing is that, I mean, it, it's, it works in unison with the marketing, right? Be, mm-hmm. Because it's not that we're marketing that we're one way. And then when we show up, we're another, that's right. or, like, that's or, it. or the, on a daily basis when we're in the, in the shop, we are those people. Yes. Okay. You're we, authentic. We are so genuine, so real hundred percent. There's nothing fake about it, uh, and and you know we have a sense of humor, uh, but we're we're serious about our business, right? Absolutely. And when you're in the type of business that we are, where we're dealing with people who are facing you know what they may perceive as tragedy or what actually may be a true tragedy, yeah, uh, you have to be that person who can be compassionate. Yes. But you also have to have a way of of bringing some light to it and saying, hey, folks, it's okay because we're here now, or sure. we've seen worse. We're gonna we're gonna help you with this, and we will get past it. Oh you my know, gosh. You're not the only one that's ever happened to. Yeah. And so. Uh, I always kind of compare it to like calling the calling the ambulance because someone's having a heart attack, right? Yeah. When they're calling us about their home and there's something that has happened, to them, it's the equivalent of a heart attack. It's that big. Yeah. And so we treat every one of them like it's a heart attack. Even if we show up and it's not. Yeah. Right? We, we still treat it that, that way. Because to like, them, they, yeah. they feel like, hey, I, I, need, yeah. I need the help now. You know, this is the worst thing in the world. 
And so we we like to be that responsive company. You know, we want to be Johnny on the spot. We want to get there as soon as possible. You know, we take pride on our availability. 24-7, 365 days. No That's additional it. charge for nice holidays or weekends, baby. <laughs> Have you seen that somewhere before? I don't, you know. <laughs> you know, and I'll tell you something. We own that. We should. Okay? And we, we do. We own that because of the fact that we're the first company that ever said that we would do that. And we're the only company that's always done that and always will do that. I love it. Many companies, and I've even I've I've had it where uh, I just had it a couple of days ago. A company said, "Yeah, we do we do free estimates, right?" So they came out and provided to a customer who ended up calling us a free estimate. But when they provided them the estimate, and the customer said, "Okay, that's great, I'll get back to you," they said, "Oh, you don't want to do that? Well, I'm gonna have to charge you a service call." Oh no, that is so, so sneaky. Is that a free estimate? Mm. No. no. That's not a free estimate. It's it's a free estimate if you end up buying the job. Uh, but, the, you know, it's not a free estimate with a contingency. I don't right? like that. You know, and, and so, you know, we, we hang our hat on that. That's part of our business model. It's part of why we've gained the traction that we have over the years and, and gained the clientele is yeah. because people are like, wow, that's really forthright and honest. You're willing to come give me a number. And if I want to buy it now or I want to buy it later, you'll do it. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Right, because sometimes all people need is a little time to digest or make that decision or say, okay, well, where am I going to find the money for that? I was going to say, even if it's you know, huge, right? It's like, okay, absolutely. let me figure out how to address this. Absolutely, and and I mean, we find that oftentimes in really sad cases, uh, like where maybe someone just bought a house they only moved in two months ago, and now they're experiencing problems, and we're like, wow, you know, how long have you been doing? I don't know. I just bought the house a couple months ago. Oh, uh, okay. Well, let's figure out what we can do. Well, maybe they spent every dime they had on yeah. getting into that house, especially at a time like this uh, in the market. Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, I mean, we're compassionate. We understand, you know, and so we always try to work with people on, on that end. But yeah, I mean, yeah, no no charges for evenings and holidays and weekends. And that's that's usually why people will hold off on a repair. Like, yeah. no, 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 it happened Friday night. Let's wait till Monday and call so we don't totally. pay extra. That um, we've told people on Monday morning when they called us and said that they had the uh, the issue for the past forty eight hours, we're like, no well, why didn't you call us? Charge. <laughs> we just we would have fixed it just the same for you, and you wouldn't have had to deal with that over the weekend. But yeah, so and that's I think that's great marketing, you know, in yes. itself. Let's talk about the billboard that that's, started it all. That's a fun no. one. I mean, so if anyone hasn't seen it, certainly we'll get to that. But I'm I wish I was there. Andrea comes up with this billboard concept. And walks into your office, I assume. And I might have says, even just emailed it to you. Really? I'm trying I to remember how that came that's about. That's a long time ago. Yeah. It's been two plus... Three? Yeah, getting on three years, I'd say. So if you haven't seen the billboard around Spokane, it's, I would say we call it's it the... beautiful, it's bright the oh blue, shit oh billboard. shit billboard. The oh shit campaign. O-O-H and a poop, poop emoji. emoji. Yeah. If you haven't seen the billboard, leave your house sometime. Yeah, it's everywhere. It's, <laughs> well, it's, it's been running honest, up it's, now for it's this. It's on the back of the t-shirts now. Yeah. That's right. It's yeah. around. But and it's evolved, which I want to get into. When you first saw that, whether, I don't know if, he, if she emailed it or whatever. Or texted it. We text a lot. Too. First first <laughs> impression. What was it like for you when the first second you saw that? I said, oh, shit, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I had a feeling it, I had a feeling you'd say that. Yeah. So was, no backlash, no no question, no nothing. It was, no. That was it. Yeah. I think because of working, you know, with you and spending so much time with the we, team, we, we understand the yeah. bulldog team, yeah. and going yep. back to your culture and the entertainment. I was like, man, if anyone would want to do this, this yeah. I I felt comfortable bringing yeah. it to you. Well, it, I I could I just had this conversation earlier with uh, with one of my peers, and I I said, you know, uh, business is risk, right? Mm-hmm. Every day that you step out of your front door, there's a risk. I mean, you could get hit by lightning or I don't know, whatever. There's risk every day in life. Business is risk. And and what business is, is, is how much risk am I willing to take for how much possible reward? That's right. And I believe marketing is the same. Uh, I believe in edgy and creative marketing uh, that pushes the line, but doesn't go over it. Right. The emoji game is something that brings to light the ability to push that line a little further <laughs> without it bending or breaking. Like we're not saying it. We're not saying well and here's and the it's thing nowhere I, near it. Yeah. yeah. Well what it is is translation. Okay. Yes. And I'm a firm believer of this. If you are a person who does not swear, okay, you probably still say, oh crap. Mm. Absolutely. And so if that is you, when you read that, you should be reading Oh crap. Oh crap. Got That's a clock, fine too. Call the dog. Right. But if you are a person who swears or you're okay with it, then you're going to read it. Oh, shit. Right. That's right. Nobody says, oh, poop emoji. <laughs> no. Nobody reads it that way. 
So I'm not worried about that. And the person who says and reads it, oh shit, if they have a complaint about why are they saying that, well, why are you reading it that way? We didn't say it. I didn't say it that way. You did. Right? I love so that. it's subject to translation. And so I love the emoji game. I love the emoji marketing. Uh, we are the ones who who brought it. And so we own it's, it. It's own, yeah. Now Any, we've anyone done... else in town wants to be a, a follower, go ahead. It's funny, even because, you internally. Know what? It's ours, and yeah. everyone knows it. It, it would be very clear. Very clear. Even, everyone knows. Even internally, I've talked to Tony and like, do you think we could do an emoji thing for Zara's? Because it's just so great. And Tony's like, I don't think. And I'm like, you're right. It doesn't work with the no. brand. No, no. We, right? we already wrote like, that check. And it just, it fits you guys so well and then of course it turned into you know we really know our shit and then now you're like are you talking shit you're you know you're talking yeah. our language like there's now, just all these different okay. things now the, here's the thing about That's that one good. right i'm waiting to be, put that. Be, because i've i've i mean I, i'll be driving down the road heading to a meeting or heading home or whatever and just randomly i'll call andrea sometimes and yeah. 99 times out of 100 she's in a meeting or tony That's and her true. are having pizza and coffee or whatever <laughs> And, 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 I, and I'm waiting and I'm waiting for my call back in between pizza and coffee. Right. It doesn't happen. So good. So then so I send good. her a text so and I'm like, hey, call me or I'll just send her this random. Or we, we text. I'll send a her lot. this yeah. random thing. Right. And and then I'm like, like yes, three, absolutely. We need. And I was like, here, here's a graphic. Right. And like three days later, you know, she's like, here, boom. So, I mean, that was one I was I forget if I was driving down the road or what. I think I was. And I, I called her and then I think I either left a message yeah, or sent a text. Yeah, it's rare. Rare I can answer the phone. And, and that was it, you know. And then she came back and she's like, yeah, no, I, that's great. I and then it. we had a bet because you were like, if this one gets over X amount of likes. Yes. Within oh. so many days on social media. Because then I told Lauren because she's a social media manager. And she was like, oh, I'm into this. And I was like, then we can put on a billboard if we get enough likes. Yes. And we didn't freaking get enough likes, but that's okay. You know what? I'm probably There's still, still going to put it on a billboard. It's just so, <laughs> it's so, and I think what is so fun about it is that it totally captures your guys's like fun personality right. and it takes a little light out of this situation. Yeah. Cause yeah. It out of this is, emergency it situation. Is very str- people, when they're calling you, Nine, ten, nine out of ten times, there's a freaking problem. It's yes. not like, oh, yes. I just need to get this no, fixed. It's they like, don't want to call. Oh my gosh, my bathroom, my, you know, my bathroom's flooding. Right, right, and right. into my house and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So, right. and that one's just been fun. Um, just getting to put it on all sorts of different little yes. marketing materials. It's just yeah. been a it's, fun it's been evolution. Fun the billboard has taken on a whole new life. Yeah, yes. it's been fantastic, and it's uh, on T-shirts. The guys are wearing them yeah. um, all over I'm, social media. I'm guessing they love it too. I mean, and I will say, everyone does. Yeah, your managing your social media is one of the funnest ones too, because I just feel like the plumber memes, and Lauren's been creating some on her own too. It's just fun and it's memorable, yeah. and I think that um, natural connection with current customers or potential customers just makes it you guys really memorable so when that oh shit moment happens i agree we know i agree well you know and and the thing is we've grown to be so much more than than just those catastrophic calls or or drain type calls now it's funny because we've evolved now in the past four plus years from a drain company that did a little bit of plumbing to where really now we're a plumbing company that does drains as well yeah so now the drains are the complementary part of the business as opposed to the the main driver um, but the, the funny thing about that is all, all the, the drains are a, a smaller portion of, of the business, but it's still greater number or greater volume than we ever had at, uh-huh. when it was mostly just drains. Uh, so, you know, we've continued to grow, but we have evolved and we've become, you know, so much more of a, of a business than just drains, uh, and just the catastrophic call. But now everyone wants a remodel or an addition or, Hey, I want to update my, my this and I want to move my that. Yeah. And so, um, you know, especially during COVID, a lot of that happened because so many more people were at home yes. for extended periods of time. And they're like, you know, now that I'm here every day, I really hate looking at that the way that it is. I right. want to change it. Absolutely. And so here we are. You know, people are saying, hey, could you do this and move my kitchen this way and move the bathroom? over?" And so here we are replumbing homes and, and going in and doing all these changes to, to people's homes that they didn't even realize they wanted or needed until they were locked up in their house for a couple of years. Yeah. And they're like, I am done listening to that faucet drip back there. (laughs) I am done with the shower that doesn't give me the hottest water, you know, upstairs, but it does downstairs or whatever. So they started putting money into their home. Yeah. And, um, you know, I mean, during that whole time, that pandemic era, I mean, we we did nothing but actually stay busier, you know, and gain... Um, because you know, we were deemed essential, right? Uh, absolutely. by, by way of uh, public health, you should always have plumbers yeah. in society. You are Trust essential. Me. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, you know, that was one of those things where 
our people were able to benefit because they didn't have to stay home. They weren't limited on their incomes. Uh, and our customer base, uh, it, it grew even, even larger, but the people that we do have as customers were able to benefit by having us available for them. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of dollars weren't spent, right? There was no entertainment. You couldn't go out to a movie. You couldn't no travel. Bar, couldn't yeah. do anything. Yeah. So you know what? I'm spending time at home. I'm going to put money into my home. And Absolutely. a lot of them had extra money. You know, they're getting checks yeah, and this they, and that from other places. Right. They're like, well, I don't know what I'm going to do with this, but uh, let's update the bathroom. Okay. You know, so we were putting Love in it. new showers and new this and that. So All yeah, about. absolutely. Hot takes. Is it time? Are we ready? I think so. Last slice. Last slice. Wow. Boom. Who's going to get the last slice, right? You get the last slice, but okay. here it is. Quick, quick, quick questions coming at you. Um, coffee, black, sugar, cream. All of the above. My preference is flavor. I, I drink. You want to know what my drink is? Oh, wait. I want to I want to say it. You want to go ahead. I oh. have it memorized. Okay. Oh. Okay. So it is a um, it is a, a medium cup from Dutch Bros iced, but it's like an Americano with extra cream. D- double caramel, shots. Double shots. Double Americano shots over with like ice. Extra cream. No Americano. Caramel. No Did Americano. I mess it up? <laughs> Double shots you over ice. You know what ice. was so Double great? And talk about ice. brand loyalty. And yep. this is like kind of awesome too now because Dasman works at Dutch Bros. Yep. But you went to the Dutch Bros. I, oh gosh, you've always gone to Dutch Bros. And all I would have to do is, order is a Thomas. go to the stand and say, I need Thomas's drink. And they go, yep, got it. I yep. told you. That's Everyone the knows thing. his I name. Know, that's it. Yeah. And so like, and I, it was so awesome. I think I still have it somewhere saved in my notes because I was like, I just want to make sure... I I love coffee and I know you like and I like for I mean, it was just like for meeting I'm bringing coffee like for me and you and so what is tell me correct me I I've, double I've shots over ice with three caramel and three cream but okay. I have that in a medium cup I like extra ice that's it you like it. I was gonna say yeah. the cup mm-hmm. was there's, different there's nothing worse than ordering a cold coffee mm-hmm. right and then by the time you get that coffee there's ice that's floating in the top and then down below is all the liquid and it's still not cold it's it's just not it's it's not good a cold ice drink it should be all the way top to bottom cold so which stand is jasmine at mullen mullen the mullen stand nice. yeah very cold yeah. is that where part. they make the thomas yeah, they're well, in Freya, but, but Freya, the Freya store is not oh, reopened right. yet but it will be but even um, what was the the dishman that's that's the one that's the, they call that the Mullen stand. Oh, that is the Mullen stand. Okay, I was gonna say that was always the one that I would go to. Yep. And now it's I don't go because it's not. Where we just get it on the menu like all over town. I've tried. Kevin Parker has not responded. Hmm. Yeah. Kevin so we're gonna have to. Parker. Hello, Kevin. Hello. Kevin. Yes. <laughs> the Thomas. I, I, all I want is the Thomas. You know, and if he's got to send that up the chain and ask Travis Borsma if he can go ahead and just do it company wide, that's fine. Yeah. yeah. That should. way, when I travel. You know, then, then I can go to Vegas or wherever I'm at and hit Dutch Bros and still get the right. Thomas. Oh, my gosh. Uh, but now yes. I have to do a long extrapolated kind of, oh, double shots over ice three. So Who wants I would to love, have to say all that? Yeah, Come I would on. love the Thomas. Uh, and, and then, you know, in honor of my wife, I'd like to have the Holly. Oh, um, what's the Holly? The Holly's completely different. Let's now, hear now, it. That's a that's a iced honey Americano, oh. right, with extra Sin Pow and cream. And yeah. she, it, here's the thing. You better not just sprinkle the Sin, like, you know, two taps of the cinnamon. Yeah. No, she, you have to like be like, you know, like when you go to the restaurant and the black pepper well, doesn't come out. Screw the lid off. Yeah, just take the screw lid the off lid and off, then pour it in. Yes. yes. I love that. So, I just so came, she does the same I thing. I just had an idea to take a note. You're, ri- you're writing this down. Okay. I literally wrote it down. A couple more that, you know, the whole quick takes, but you got to dip it, dip it. Pineapple on pizza? No. No, 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 no. Here's the thing. I I will. I will. might be your first. No, no, I I just I don't believe in that. Okay, and I'm a tropical fish. Okay, I'm a tropical (laughs) fish. So the one thing I will tell you is I'm all about the tropical fruits of Thai descent. Okay, I like mango and pineapple. I love it all. Yes. Um, On a rare occasion, I might step outside the box. I might have a little ham and pineapple, like a piece. Mm. Just but I'm I'm not really into that whole sweet on pizza. What's your pizza order? Your my pizza. uh, Well, I'm. It's all got. Are you still Pizza Hut? No, no, it doesn't have Domino's? to be that. No, don't do that either. If Domino's I... crushes lately. They've been okay. better. What's your pizza uh, order? I'm not a huge pizza fan in general because oh. I eat a lot of Asian food. Okay, Fair. so if it, I haven't found a pizza with rice or noodles on it yet. Okay? <laughs> we can make one. So, we, so I when will we start know a talking guy, like that, Isaac, we right, can get then, Isaac to make to make a Thai pizza. Then I'll, I'll be more of the pizza guy. So it's rare okay. that I like pizza or will go okay. out and seek out pizza. But but when I do have pizza, I like Italian sausage. Yes, and I like jalapenos. Yes. And, you know, if, if whoever doesn't have any allergies, we'll throw some mushrooms on there. But, I mean, those are kind of my, my right. things. Kind of, kind of like a classic Supreme. No, because I don't like green Onions, peppers. I don't green like peppers. green peppers okay. on a right. pizza. Okay. I love fresh it's green peppers. 
It, it's the Thomas. Yeah, it's, it's the Thomas. Thomas. It's the Thomas. Yeah, if you go to any of the pizza places, they should know it. The Thomas. We already have that on the menu. We already got that on the menu. Yeah. All right, so, so speaking of food, best tie in Spokane. Best tie in Spokane? Uh, a restaurant or, or just period? <laughs> I told Tony. Tony <laughs> I mean, I just need to hold know. Hold on, Tony and I were talking. I was like, hey, let me tell you, trust me. Like, one thing I love about Thomas is your food guy. <sighs> yeah. And Let's like, go to a restaurant where, where okay. we and the rest of the listeners could go okay, take, well, a, take a taste. Boy, I, I'm going to get slammed for this. Okay. Uh, but. Th- there's what's considered to be an award-winning Thai restaurant in town. They keep winning these awards. Mm. The people who are voting for that don't know what they're talking about. Okay, so okay. it's not that one. It's not that one, okay? No. I know what you're talking about. It, it's atrocious, as a matter of fact. It's not even made by Thai people. And if you're going to have Thai food, it better be either a Thai person making it or someone who's trained by a Thai person on how to make it. They better have spent some time over there and absorbed, you know, in, in the culture, right? Yes. Um, so my personal preference where I go, uh, I will go to Sala Thai. Whoop, whoop. Uh, Very high west. baby. Uh, ma'am is a wonderful lady. So uh, her and, uh, Pat, uh, you know, God rest his soul. He passed during COVID. Uh, he was really the main driver behind that, but, uh, ma'am has, has carried on, uh, the, the business and done all that she can to, to carry on as much capacity as she can. Mm. Uh, it's, it's, they've actually taken tables out of that restaurant because uh-huh. she's like, Hey, if I'm going to serve you, you're going to be served at the level that, you know, you deserve. And so uh, in order to keep people from waiting and, and not getting service, yeah. she, she actually took half of her tables out that and was... said, this is how it's going to go. And if you, if you want to support it, do it. And, and her, her, her customer base is really loyal. They've mm-hmm. done a great job of continuing to support her and, 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 you know, be patrons there. So, um, I, I lean heavily towards her because of, uh, a, the quality is always there. Uh, B the love is, is cooked into the food too. It's not just, you know, mass produce and, and put out, put out, put out. And who cares if it's made right. Uh, she takes the time to make sure that things are done pretty close to authentic. You know, um, most Thai food has is, is been, uh, you know, commercialized, Americanized, watered down, all sorts of variations of it. And uh, for me, growing up in a Thai household, e- eating true, you know, Thai prepared foods in the way that it's supposed to taste. Most restaurants around here do not give Thai food any justice. Yeah. But, you know, to be fair... Uh, most people are ignorant to what is good and what's not. And yeah. so that's know. why these places yeah. thrive, yeah. right? They're like, yeah. oh, people are like, oh, I they love that. That's great. It. it tastes so good. But- uh, and uh, it's funny because my daughter was having a conversation with one of her coworkers uh, the other night and uh, and her coworker popped in and she goes, oh, blankety blank, their, their food smacks. Oh, I love it. And I was like... Ignorant. She doesn't know. She has no true. Her. She, she has know. no true measuring stick to say this is where this lands on the scale. Um, and and the place that she named is atrocious. It is not even close to Thai food. Uh, they don't use true Thai chefs. They don't use true Thai ingredients. And some of their dishes, I happen to know because I had some family members that worked over those places over the years, and they were in shock and and were like, "No, this is not good." I was like, "You're kidding me, right?" And they're like, "No." So, um, <laughs> Solitai. You know, Solitai is great. Um, we have eaten north at uh, at Cooney's. I haven't been to Cooney's, Cooney's yet. I, I was I was happy with they they did a, a good job, authentic, okay. uh, you know, nice presentation. Um, you pay for some atmosphere there. It's it's a little okay. nicer and cleaner than than you know your average run of the mill. Yeah. Um, quite honestly, the best food usually comes out of the worst looking places. I agree with um, that. And, and I agree with you know that. It, so if you were fully. to travel to Thailand or to another country and you go to eat. Um, don't take your health department inspection sheet with you, right? <laughs> because if you're looking for Real that talk. place, yeah, if you're looking for that place, it's going to cost you more than it does here in the States for that, for that food. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but if you go and find the, the authentic, the street vendors, you know, uh, we talk about food trucks, taco trucks, all that yeah, stuff here. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, that's a way of life in, in most of these other countries, right? Yeah. And in your neighborhood, you just walk down the block and you have your different options. Uh, that's where you're finding true food, good food. And, uh, so, you know, I, I think that a lot of people sometimes buy the atmosphere or they buy the signage mm-hmm. and then they, they, think that, it's, they think it's good because it looked good. They buy yeah. that branding. They Thomas. buy that branding. Yeah. <laughs> right. I do have to say, own. Solitai was my only restaurant job. Ah. And Mama Pat were awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple of reasons I won't say. But secondly, I got a meal every friggin' shift. Mm-hmm. And it was when they were across the parking lot yes. and there were 12 tables. Uh, and I think there was like maybe three outside. And yeah. I, how I got it was my friend who was going to school at Eastern. He got to go to Australia for like a month and he was like, Hey, will you take my shifts? And I was like, oh. absolutely. So I got my food handler's card and 
I would have done that forever, right. except he wanted his job back because <laughs> Mam and Pat were so sweet and the They're customers excellent. were amazing. Yeah. The yeah. tips were freaking killer and I got food. Like, and I was like, and their menu was so big. And I remember like, holy smokes. Like it was. I love that. You know, if I wanted free food at pizza, we we had to mess up the order. Which was really easy to do. (laughs) I mean, and you know, so funny. They're like, no, you still can't have it. So you want me to throw this in the garbage? Anyway, that's a whole other thing. thing. Um, Last thing. Would you rather give up for the rest of your days, coffee or pizza? pizza yeah all day long yeah all day long easy get your hands off my coffee yeah that one's not that's not as funny i already told us i know it already came up well i had one more but all this all this talking how far we went down that that path on the thai food i was like gosh i put these out of order but um let's just end on this anyway urinals yes or no excuse me Okay, so so that's a very thing right that's a that's a very open question you have to elaborate a little bit more. Yeah, what do you mean urinals? Well, yes or no? If you clearly don't have an answer. I mean, I have an answer. Okay, so would so you here's... ever install one in your home? Okay, absolutely yes. <laughs> absolutely yes. But here's the thing though. Here's the thing and I'm going to this is a little tidbit for everyone, okay? okay? And this is this is coming from plumbers. Okay? Right? One of the worst things that these guys can ever work on or deal with. Despite all the things that they see. Is a urinal. Really? <laughs> I'm not kidding you. Why? Like a urinal in a home or like in a business? A urinal, period. Well, how okay. do you see a urinal and, in a home? And so here, here's the information. Here's the tidbit <laughs> about, about urinals and why. Okay. okay. Uh, one of our one of our top guys, uh, you know you know him really well, a, a field manager for, for us. Uh, if if I say the word urinal, he, 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 he kind really? of does one of those, right? Because over the years, one of the worst things that he's ever dealt with or experienced is the atrocious smell of urine crystals mm. from a urinal. Okay. All right. Here's the problem, and here's the here's one of the contributing factors to that. Would you like a bag? No, I'm uh, just like so, urine crystals. So here's the deal with with a toilet, with a standard toilet. Most people are, are used thought, to flushing. Yeah. Right? <laughs> They're used to flushing. Well, I mean, that's, that's people, normally what they do. Know, it's the process. You know, right? it's, it's the process. If it's yellow, uh, okay. it's mellow. If it's brown, flush it down. You but, know, yeah, some people, yeah. yeah. I like that. So, and, and Tony can attest <laughs> this. You probably no. wouldn't so much. but No. And, and Brennan as well. But it, when you go to see, in a men's room, when you go into the bathroom, you'll see, you know, everyone standing at the urinal, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of guys walk up to the urinal, they go, they turn, they walk away. Mm. Oh, they yeah, turn, they, they walk don't. away, they turn, they walk away. They don't. And so not every guy flushes, right? And even with those little auto flushes, and yeah. things, everything is all low flow now, right? We're going to mm-hmm. save the planet. Okay. Yeah. So we're going to use less water to flush. Oh, no. So what happens is that water kind of, water falls down, but it doesn't really flush things. Okay. It's not a flushing action. You don't see a swirl yeah. and you don't see things kind of. So we have stuff collecting. So you have a collection of these urine crystals, which is gross, worse than other waste items, hmm. right? We're ending on urine crystals. No, I'm telling you. No, we we got to come up with I love where this is going. I got more now. But, I'm ready. But the thing about it is that quite honestly they're not flushed enough. There's not enough of that going on. Okay. And so this build up and things over time can be terrible. Oh. Uh, and so to tell you the truth, I'll let you know a little secret, okay? I flush our urinal twice at work. The mm. one in our men's room, I flush it's it twice. T- yeah, no, I'll let it go, and then I'll, I'll let it go again. You're trying to wash it out? Preventative Absolutely. maintenance. Absolutely, that's preventative maintenance. Pro now, tip. Uh, the people who want to save the world, they're going to be mad at me because I'm now using two gallons nah. instead of one gallon, hmm. right? But but I'm going to tell you, it's preserving the life of our fixtures, and then the, the guy who ever has to work on that someday will be thankful. You're so right. empathetic, you know. Yeah. So I, I really am, even even at times like that, I'm always thinking about the, you know, the next guy. I, I'm so glad I asked. And and while we're on it, what about a bidet? How do you feel about those? Bidet, you know, I, I'll uh, here, here's another little secret. Okay. <laughs> Um, I didn't. I didn't scroll this far in the notes. Didn't you go that far down? <laughs> no. You're supposed to. I'm like, what? She didn't follow the syllabus. That's okay. Uh, that's okay. Uh, so it, here's the thing. Uh, it, and I, I heard this comparison, and I, I have to say that I agree, okay? Um, the Europeans would say, okay, well, if you got that on your hand, right, whatever that may be that you're the wiping, matter. Yes. Okay, mm-hmm. would you just wipe that off with a paper towel or a napkin and consider that be good? Or would you wash oh, your hands, okay? Right. 
And if you really think about that, okay, it does make a lot of sense to incorporate some water into some washing, the washing of that skin surface. Okay. Toilet paper shortage. Well, and not only toilet paper shortage, but let's talk about, I mean, this is a true story. Okay. You want to, you ask the question, you're going to get the answer. Tony asked it, not me. <laughs> um, Don't look at me. <laughs> you guys come as a package deal. So we you're, do. you're equally as responsible for Fair. this. But th- you know, the thing about that is that, you know, during the pandemic, obviously toilet paper was an issue. Okay. Yeah. So, so that was a, I remember a big I was thing. talking about so that. So there was a spike yeah. in, in those installs. Uh, and, and so I don't believe that one or the other is the be all end all, but there's nothing wrong with combining those two. No. Okay. Uh, so you could have a, a bidet or, or one of those types of toilets and wipe. We do both. Okay. Yes. There's nothing yeah. wrong with layering on the protection, right? Uh, okay. But th- there's also, uh, there's risks of, of other things health-wise uh, using toilet paper. Yeah. You know, especially on, on the women's side. Yes. Uh, it, it can uh, contribute to other issues. Yes. Okay. Uh, Absolutely. And, and so at the end of the day, on the women's side. Uh, Way better. It would, it makes more sense uh, on that end, health-wise. Can you, do they so, make them? They do make them. Because we talked about, I remember, I'll never forget that you were like, this is the throne, the mm-hmm. ultimate throne. Mm-hmm. And it was like a heated toilet that also was a bodet. It was the whole thing. I have one in my master bathroom. Yeah, I bet you. I've stayed in, stayed in an Airbnb that had one and With, I was like, this heated is seat? luxurious. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And bodet, the whole, the whole thing. And it's, it's true. I yeah. mean, take care of that glorious tush. Well, it, it's it's a it's a funny subject, but it, it's a serious one too. Absolutely. And, and you know, over the course of time, I, I think that once again we're discovering more and more about you know health, yes. and, and safety, technology, and, and technology, and, and ways to incorporate that into our daily lives. And that's just one more facet that it's new to us, but it's not new to the world. No, not and, at all. And when you when you go to Asia or Europe, uh, to them that's commonplace. Yeah, and Makes and sense. and really, I I can't argue with them that it's probably a more sanitary way of of taking care of things. I think I truly do think it is. I mean, that's probably what we've got wet wipes, which those aren't good for your plumbing. They system. are not good for your plumbing system at all whatsoever. No. Uh, but you do know, not flush those. You'll have the equivalent of that. If you get yourself one of the fancy toilets, have us install mm-hmm. it for you. And then, and then use a dry wipe or something along those lines. To, there we to go. Finish off. Things that are safe for your, your uh, sewer and septic. System. Your, your system as a human and your system <laughs> as your plumbing. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so clearly we're going to have to do another round of this conversation oh, yes. unfortunately our time yes. has come to a close but so much um so much learned today i this yeah. was a fantastic conversation well thank you thank you for appreciate that on. yeah thomas yeah. thank you for being here thomas from bulldog rooter thank you guys and for um, just thomas oh thomas no i'm joking <laughs> <laughs> go to dutch bros and order the thomas i dare everyone who's listening to this or, or watches this to go to dutch bros and ask ask for a thomas uh, I don't go to all the stands, so most of them aren't going to know what the heck that is. But I think it'd be great if they all got this request. It would be and, pretty funny. And they'd be like, hey, hey, regional manager. Yeah. Hey, boss Tom, man. Why do they what's keep a, asking what's for a, this? What's a, yeah, maybe we can get something going. We'll have to sign, get start like a little uh, online petition that yeah. is to let's, make let's go Kevin Park, Parker make the Thomas's <laughs> Hokan Dutch Bros menu item. Yes. All right. Well, we'll, we'll come up with the post and we'll just tag it with an at Kevin Parker and we'll, we'll get go. him knowing and, and he'll see all the, all the commotion. Okay. So. I love it. We have our marching orders. Let's make it happen. Thomas, thanks again. Thank you, Thomas. Appreciate you. Bye.